You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, see Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM, The Fan, beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Over there is Nathan Marzion. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzion. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Don't forget, you can download uh, this beautiful podcast uh, that everybody loves and tells everybody all about Green and Growing. Uh, you can download it uh, on your uh, Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast at. Uh, we're going to talk about a, a couple of different things today. Nathan Marzian put out a poll question concerning who should be the fifth starter for the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll get to that uh, coming up second. The third topic of conversation tonight uh, will be the conversation, or at least maybe it's more of a one-sided conversation, uh, between Adrian Griffin, the Bucks head coach, and Eric Name the other day concerning Chris Middleton. I've I still can't believe that conversation happened. And I got a story about how it played out across the country, not just in Milwaukee uh, as well. But first, uh, we'll start off first talking about uh, what we have figured out to be the new Milwaukee Bucks under Adrian Griffin. And the question is, do you like the idea of a more physical Bucks team this season? What we learned about practice was they're going to have a DJ playing. DJ Shauna apparently uh, is going to be uh, spinning tunes or playing music and doing whatever you do uh and they're going to play with music blaring so that was one thing that i don't think Bud would ever allow so that's something different uh do you like the idea of music blaring during bucks practice nathan marzian is that something you're down for yeah i mean that's fine i don't i don't care whatever they whatever they feel like they're comfortable with whatever they're they feel like the vibe is um i kind of trust the the team with that one i feel like that's probably something they they asked a few of the guys and you know, they were into it. So I am i don't have any problem with it. I like it. I remember when Pete Carroll did that with the Seahawks and the rest of the league was mortified that he'd be playing music at his practices and training camp and so forth. Uh, and I don't know if he still does or not. It's kind of disappeared as a story, but it was a huge story when Pete Carroll first did that uh, in Seattle with the Seahawks. He was like, oh, he thinks it's a college team. He should act like a professional. And he got all kinds of crap about it. I'm with you. I don't it doesn't really matter to me one way or the other. Um that they're playing music, whatever gets them uh, in the the right way of doing things. Uh, then the other thing that came up uh, was uh, throughout the course of the interviews from media day and then after practice was Adrian Griffin wants them to be far more physical. Now, if you remember Mike Budenholzer's approach, which was don't foul, do not foul, please do not foul, don't foul, please do not foul. That was Mike Budenholzer's approach. And he hated uh, you know, putting the other teams in the bonus and stuff like that. That just drove them nuts. And the Bucs, for the most part, usually were at the bottom of the league when it came to uh, fouls because they just didn't do it. Adrian Griffin uh, is of the mantra of, yeah, I don't necessarily want them to foul either, but I want them to play physical first. That, that's that's the most important thing. Jay Crowder said, you know, he's been on teams where their mantra was hit them first, right? So you come out, you set the tone, you be overly physical, 
Uh, and then as the season goes on, the referees are just going to accept the fact that, okay, this is how these guys play. Uh, and you're not going to get, you know, the calls that a finesse team trying to play physical at the end of the year, they're going to get calls against them because that's not the refs. The refs aren't used to watching them play that way. That's not their style of play. So now they're trying to be physical with a physical team. Uh, and there's a lot of ticky tack fouls going on. Uh, and then that physical team is doing the same type of stuff. And there's no fouls going on because that's their style of play. How many times as Bucks fans have we complained about the heat getting away with stuff and they were calling the same stuff on the Bucks? Well, one was deemed a physical team. The other was not. Uh, and at the end of the year, it came back and it, it bit them in the butt. I like the idea of being a physical team. I'm not sure it'll work, but I like the idea uh, of it being a physical team. Marzian, what say you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you said, kind of kind of being the team to, to, to punch first a little bit, being the team that sets that tone rather than the team that has to adjust to that tone and has to kind of be reactionary. Um, I like the idea of that. I mean, looking at under Bud, yeah, as you mentioned, they didn't like to foul. They were um, in their five years under Bud, second fewest, third fewest, second fewest, seventh fewest, fifth fewest in terms of fouls per game. So they never liked fouling. They never liked to be that team that um, – again, kind of set the tone that way. They were more of the, you know, just keep them off the line. We're going to play that that game. And, you know, that can be good, obviously. You know, following is not a good thing, but there can be some okay aspects of it. There can be things that are, you know, it, when it's completely fine to foul and to be physical and take some fouls rather than, um, and, and some of this also is the, the the type of defense they play where it was a lot of allowing threes, never allowing teams into the paint. And so as a result, you're not going to foul as much. That might change this year. They might, you know, there might just be more happening around the paint. There might be a different defensive scheme that causes them to be more physical and just results in a more physical game than, you know, they're used to playing on the defensive end. We know they kind of play a physical game on offense because that's Giannis's style. That's the, you know, they, where Giannis just drives into the paint, gets to the line, does whatever he needs to to, to get contact. But on the defensive end, it, I'm definitely welcome to or open to a a change on that end and you know again setting that tone defensively with some physicality. Okay, Nathan. Quiz time. What players on this team do you deem as physical? Uh, on this Bucks roster right now, who do you look at and go, "Oh yeah, he's a physical type player." Yeah, yep, he's he's definitely a physical style player because for me, on the top of my head, uh let's see. Uh Robin Lopez. Okay. Uh, Brooke Lopez, to a degree, I'll give Brooke Lopez. Jay Crowder, absolutely. Uh, Bobby Portis can be. That's four. And, and then Giannis, maybe on the defensive side, more on the offensive side than the defensive side, I feel like. Um, so those would be my like four or five players where that is their style of play. That's how they play. They like being physical. They like, you know, bumping bodies uh, and, and throwing elbows and moving guys out of the way. Those would be my five guys. I, I don't necessarily think of Damian Lillard as a physical player or Pat Connaughton um, or Beasley or some of these other guys. Now, if Drew Holiday was still here, absolutely. He's a physical type player. He likes that that bump and grind defense uh, and that that's fine with him. I, I don't know if there's a whole bunch of guys outside of five. Now, maybe you only need four or five guys to have that physical style of play in order to get across how you want to play uh, as a team, just like the Miami Heat, I'm sure not all of those guys are necessarily physical style players, but the big name guys, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and some of those guys, those guys were, you know, a physical type uh, player, uh, and it translated over to how the rest of the team played. Yeah, I think I think Pat could be classified as a physical guy. I think in he's not going to play a ton, but Andre Jackson is a physical guy from his college days. So, you know, you could you could say that 
Marjan defensively could be physical. I, I we haven't seen enough of him to really make an assessment, but right. there, there's some physical guys. I, and I don't think they're going to be an overly physical team because, again, it, it, being physical isn't – in basketball, you don't want to be too physical. You want to have a limit to it. It's not something like football where it's just like go out there and hit guys, go out there and be as physical as you can and set the tone completely. No, like there's a limit to it. You want some finesse. You want some – little bit of physicality because, like you said, from your main guys and from your more important defenders such as Giannis, such as Jay Crowder, such as Brooke, those guys will be physical. Those guys will do that. You know, that that's we have it from our main guys. And then, you know, there will be there'll be some other guys that just aren't as physical, which is okay. Dame, Dame I think, is more physical than he gets credit for, um, especially offensively too. I think he gets to the line a ton. He drives a ton. He's very good at getting to the paint and getting to the line. Um, people kind of see him more as just like a three-point shooter, but he's actually really good at driving. So, I think other Dame side is of the a, floor. Yeah, other side of the floor. How is the other side? Oh, you're talking about you're talking about yeah defensively. I mean, again, he yeah. can hold his own a little bit on defense. He's not. He he kind of said in his interview, he's not going to be a pushover. He's not going to be someone yeah. that just is allowing guys to go wherever he where I enjoyed want that. He's like, hey, I improved. You know, I'm getting better at this. You know, I've gotten better than how I used to be. So, I mean, he knows that people view that as a liability with him, obviously. And he also fessed up to like, I'm not gonna be true holiday. Like, don't expect that. But he, he he's kind of, I think, I don't know if he's miffed, but I think he understands everybody that kind of rips on him for his lack of defense. Well, he's always going to be a poor defender just because of his size. I mean, it he said, he's like, I, you know, I, I try on defense. I'm not I'm not out there dogging it. I'm not out there, you know, he's in the right position usually. He's giving an effort. It's just like, okay, he's six foot one, six foot two. Like, that's going to be very difficult to be a good defender. You're always going to get targeted like that. And especially when you carry that much of a load on offense, you're not going to be as good defensively. Now, he's not going to carry quite as much of a load on offense as he was with Portland now, so it could help him a little bit defensively. And, you know, so I, I think he'll be – He'll be, I think, a below average defender, but I don't expect him to be a total, like, complete liability, just absolutely killing you on that end of the floor type of player. He will be at times. There'll probably be games where you're like, yeah, okay, Dame really was poor defensively tonight. But those are probably also the games where he puts up 40 points and you're like, okay, it's fine. Um, so I don't, I don't, again, I think both sides of the ball, he's a little bit more physical than than he gets credit for. And I'm not saying he's a good defender. Just, I think he, he tries more than players like a, like a Trey young, where you're just like, they're not even, they're not giving effort on that end of the floor. Dame is at least trying and he'll try even harder when he's playing on a team that is competing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think I'd give him the green light to try it and be more aggressive stealing the ball. 
Like take more chances, T- take more chances going for the ball. Like I, if, if you get beat, you get beat. How many times did Dwayne Wade go for a steal uh, in Miami miss? And then, you know, the guys behind him had to clean it up after the guy went flying to the rim and that's going to happen. I get it. But if, if Lillard can average say two steals a night, okay, well now we got something. I think he's averaged over a steal a game, something like that. I don't know if he's ever averaged two steals a game, but th- that's something that maybe you look at and go, all right, let's use your quickness. And let's make your biggest defensive trait steals. And let's see how many deflections you can get. And maybe it's on a steal. Maybe it's a deflection that leads to a steal uh, or just a straight up steal from Dame Lillard. Maybe that's kind of how you go about it if you're Adrian Griffin. Yeah, they uh, they kind of hinted at it with, with their press conference right away where it was like, it's going to be about more team defense. It's not with him. It's not going to be all about individual. He's not going to be locking guys up one-on-one all the time. But it's being in the right spot. It's being smart. It's knowing when to take some gambles. It's knowing when to, you know, where to be on the court, rotating, all that stuff. If he can just do that, okay, then you're not killing them on that end of the floor. And if right. you're even a half decent defender, you're a huge net positive. It's kind of the opposite of what Drew was. Whereas Drew were like, Drew, if you're a half decent offensive player, or if you're just a, just a good offensive player, an okay offensive player, you're gonna be a net positive because of how good your defense is. Whereas Dame, it's like if you're just an okay defensive player you're going to be a net positive because of how good your offense is. Like they don't need him to go out there and be this stopper and be this, you know, like a good defensive player. Just don't be awful. Don't be a complete turnstile where anyone can get whatever they want on you all the time. And from all, like from what I've you know heard about him and from what we've, we heard from him, it doesn't sound like he has any plans to be like that. It sounds like he's going to work very hard on that end. He's going to give it his all. He's not going to mail it in and, you know, that, that's pretty much all you can ask for, for a guy that's six, two is like, you're trying on that end. You are giving it your best. And he said, he's like, I think over the years, I've just become a smarter defender, knowing where to be and, and gotten better every year at just playing team defense, which with both him and as Chris gets older and Chris loses some of his athleticism, that's, what's important too, is like, Chris has been here long enough that he knows what to do. He knows the rotations to make. He, he knows where to be on the court, even if he's not the best one-on-one defender anymore okay, he can still hold his own defensively because he's a smart defender, knows where to be. Can we talk quickly about this? And I didn't make it a topic, uh, but since you brought up Holiday, his wife uh, going on Instagram with her long, I don't know, letter uh, or whatever it was, and pretty much saying that he went to take a nap. And when he woke up, he was traded. And that the Bucks never gave them a head up, heads up at any point that either A, he might get traded uh, B if he was going to get traded, you know, where do you think he's possibly going to go? Like there was no communication to the holidays at all that this was even a possibility of getting traded at any point. Uh, and I feel like they were kind of crushed by the aspect of not being told ahead of time that this was coming and not being giving any type of a heads up that he might get traded. You think that's fair on their, uh, on their, on their way of thinking? It is fair. It sucks, but it's fair. And I think it's the reason it's fair is because they didn't want to tell anyone about these trade rumors because they were okay. If these rumors fell through, they were completely fine moving forward with Drew Holiday. They were not sitting there going, we are trying our best to trade Drew. We're doing whatever we can to get off of Drew. It was, oh, we can get Dame Lillard. Like, yeah, if we can do that, we will trade Drew. But we don't want to cause a huge ruckus about, oh, the Bucks tried to trade Drew and the Bucks were rumored to trade Drew. And you tell Drew that he was possibly going to get traded like I you can it, it's pretty easy to understand why the Bucks did not tell anyone about this and then part of the business is just you can you can be traded at any time and this 
I, I understand it's got to be very tough for them. I feel for them. But at the same time, this it's pretty obvious why the Bucks made this trade. And it's like it's this isn't some confusing like, oh, well, you know, they, they traded Drew for uh, a bunch of young guys or something like that. Like, no, like they they traded him for Damian Lillard. And that's if I don't know, I feel like Drew himself would probably be like, yeah, I get why they did that. You know, I don't think Drew has a problem with them trading him. I understand wanting a heads up, but that's part of being in this business is like, you aren't always going to get a heads up. There's just that that's, you can be traded all of a sudden you're on a different team. Like, and it sucks. And I think ideally the Bucks would have liked to have told them ahead of time, given them more of a heads up. But the way this specific circumstance went, I don't think it was possible. You know, it was possible, but it wasn't in like, there was no reason for them to do it. They didn't have other than like, well, we need to keep Drew happy. It's like, but that's not their job. Their job is to improve the team. And they wanted to keep, in case this fell through, they wanted to keep everyone happy and not have this leak out and not have everyone know about these trade rumors. But it just happened that it ended up, okay, we can trade Drew. Okay, like pull the trigger, done, it's over. I'll go back to what, uh, if you read the stories on how this whole thing happened, John Horst talking to Cronin with the Trailblazer said, if the word of this gets out, we're not doing the deal. It's over. It's not happening. And he pretty much swore him to secrecy. So when that aspect, Cronin couldn't even go find somebody to take Holiday as part of this deal until after they had their part of the deal done. And then, you know, was able to talk to Drew and be like, okay, where do you want to go? Give me an idea. Uh, and Drew Holiday the other day came out and said, Cronin was great. Like, he, he listened to me. He was easy to work with. Like, I got no qualms whatsoever how that whole process worked. It was real easy. So he wanted to go to Boston. So they got him to Boston uh, and they were able to make that deal work. Uh, and everything was fine. But if, if I was John Horst, my my point was, go read the story about how I swore Cronin to secrecy. If I swore him to secrecy, how could I possibly come and tell you guys that I'm going to trade you? Because then if you tell somebody, then this whole thing goes up in the air. Like He didn't want anybody to know. And I think to your degree or to your point, he didn't want anybody to know because he didn't want to hack off Drew Holiday thinking that he was trying to move him and then have dysfunction in the locker room of anybody else finding out. So. Again, I don't blame the Bucs for doing it the way they did it, just based on stuff coming out of Portland that they were sworn to secrecy. I, I don't blame them at all. All right, uh, topic number two. Bucks Twitter poll question day, baby. Nathan Marzian has brought it back, and I am so excited for the season to start. Hey, by the way, if, if you don't know, season starts Sunday, y'all. I mean, it's 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 here. Sunday, first game. Unoffici- here we go. Unofficially, unofficially Sunday. Why, why is it? Could, could it play Monday or Saturday? No, the 26th is when it starts. Oh, shut up. Let's, let's the be exhibition real. season counts. I don't care. It's a game. I'm watching it. I'm excited. Let's but go. But that's not Bucks season. That's just, okay, it's preseason. Bucks season starts when the regular season starts. That's big of a Bucks fan really, you are. Really, I thought really, you would be excited about seeing a Bucks game. I mean, I, I want to see a meaningful Bucks, Bucks game. This is summer You're league. not excited. I, don't, I love the Bucks. I don't care about the Bucks summer league team. Just like I don't care about their preseason. I'll be like, hey, I'm going to watch it because I want to see Dame and I want to see these guys play. But. I'm not gonna. It's not Buck season. Buck season. Starts I on the love. 26. I love Buck summer league. I love Buck's preseason. If it's Bucks, I'm in. I'm watching. I don't care what it is. Uh, okay, Marzian. Uh, let's talk about your Twitter poll question today. And again, these poll questions will probably go up every Thursday now uh, through the season. At Nathan Marzian, he's the one that tweets it out. He's got a million followers, not legitimately, but he will at some point. Uh, okay, Marzian, what do you got? So I asked who people's pick for the fifth starter is. Pat Marjan, Malik Beasley, or Jay Crowder, and 6,500 votes. 27% said Pat, 36% said Marjan, 25% said Malik Beasley, and 13% said Jay Crowder. So it went I Marjan, vote other. It went Marjan, Pat, Malik Beasley, and Jay. I vote other. 
What are you? Who are you thinking? I vote Middleton plays the two, Giannis plays the three, Portis plays the four, and Brooke Lopez is the five. That's what I vote. No, but yeah, we'll, that's you don't sick, like Bobby okay. Portis, and that's fine. I'm telling you that Bobby Portis then who's be my your, four, okay. and Giannis well, is my your, three, and Middleton goes back to the two. Who the, who's your bench scoring then? Because as much as just I, like I, it's I, I be don't, regardless, Beasley's not a bench score; he's a bench shooter. But as much as I like, as much as I dislike Bobby, the one thing that ah, I like, see, okay, he is finally him. admitted to disliking Bobby. It took six months, but now we're here. Okay, well, I'm saying for ahead. this team, for this team, as much I like Bobby Portis, I just as much as I dislike him as a player for this team right okay. now because right. he can't play in the playoffs. Is the, you know even even with that, I like that he gives you bench scoring. I like that he can come in in the second unit and get you some buckets. So. If you put him with the starters where he's not going to get in, and the problem is he, when he gets the ball in the post, he's not passing that ball. So I would not want him on the court with Giannis, Chris, Drew, or I'm used to saying Drew, Giannis, Chris, Dame, um, and Brooke, where it's like, I feel like every time he touches the ball, I'm going to be like, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it, like get it to someone else. And he's not going to get it to someone else. But why? I thought you just said he can score. Why do you want him to get rid of the ball for? He can score, but I want him on. Well, he can score with the second unit because he takes a lot of shots. He's going to get in there. He's going to take his shots. I don't want him taking shots away from Chris, Giannis, Dame. I want him taking shots away from, like, I want him shooting when it's Malik Beasley and Jay Crowder and those guys on the court and Pat Connaughton. And you're like, okay, like, now you can go get your buckets. I don't want him shooting a ton when he, he's not a natural great scorer. He's a good scorer off the second unit. Okay. Well, let's go down that path then. Okay, so if your idea for the fifth player is not to be a scorer, if the idea for the fifth player is to be the defender, right? If that's what we're looking at here, well, then the the rookie has to get a look because he can't shoot a lick. He's no 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 threat to score whatsoever. And if if he's your best defensive option, then maybe he's the other guy that ends up being out there, a guy that can make a smart pass in the right situation. They say he's got great ba- uh, basketball IQ, so that makes sense from that perspective. It give you some youth, and when you get out and run, he's good in transition. So that would make sense too. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's not Connaughton. Maybe it's not Jay Crowder. Maybe it's not Marjan. Maybe it's the Rook. The Rook, as in Andre Jackson. Yes, there is zero chance that that Andre Jackson starts a single game for the Bucks this year, as long as they have their guy's healthy. There's zero chance. They're, I understand I what you're saying. I'm just saying if it's about defense, then maybe he's the best option. Maybe he's the no. guy. He's no threat to score. You don't have to worry about him taking shots. And if he takes you're a not, shot, then you no. come sit down next to me. He's no not starting. You're not, you're not putting a rookie out there as the starter. Um, yeah, you know, I, look, I don't want Connaughton out there. And I know that's where everybody wants to go. Oh, Pat Connaughton, Lillard, no, Clayton, 30, Connaughton. 36%. No, but that's not true because 36% said Marjan. Right, and that's ludicrous too. He he has as much yeah, as, as, as far that, as the rook does. I there, think neither one of them should start. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. To me, the answer is either Pat or Jay Crowder. That is my answer. I don't. The th- I knew people would say Marjan because everyone is obsessed with youth and everyone's just like, oh, he needs development. Oh, put Marjan in. And everyone believes Marjan is something that 
that he hasn't shown yet. Like they just believe in his potential, even though that's just, that's what it is. It's potential. It's not what he's actually shown. So, and I, I like, I don't even understand it from the player development standpoint. How does pl- putting Marjan with those four guys in the starting lineup help his development? He's not going to get the ball. So I don't like, I, I'd, I'd much rather play him 20 minutes a game off the bench where he can get the ball a little bit. That's the thing he needs to work on is like, okay, being more comfortable with the ball and shooting a little bit and scoring a little bit. Um, it's, that's not like, how is putting him next to Dame, Giannis, Chris, and Brooke going to help that? It's not at all. And it, it just, there's, I, I don't understand that at all. I don't understand. I think it's Connaughton or Beasley. I think those are the only two legitimate options. I don't think you can I play Crowder in that starting lineup. You're really slow if you do that. I don't want him out there. I think, I mean, I think Connaughton's the answer for me because yes, I, I mean, I, we know I like Pat. He's a pretty sturdy guy. He's not a horrible defender. He's not great defensively, but he's, he can he's play scrappy. defense. He can play defense. He can shoot. He's obviously like a vet. He's been with his team for a while, so he understands his role and everything. So I'm not worried about any of that. So I, that's my answer is just start Pat. And I think, you know, you, you play Marjan off the bench, you play Beasley off the bench, you play Porus off the bench, you play Jay off the bench. That's a decent bench unit. If any of those guys are really playing well at any what point about and, Payne? Pat's, and Pat's struggling, Payne's not going to start. No, but I'm saying off the bench. You didn't mention oh, him off yeah, the bench. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, 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 I yeah. didn't forget about him. Yeah, okay. Payne, Payne, obviously. I mean, yeah, I'm just thinking of it from a, like, because we kind of know he's the backup point guard. These guys are all kind of in other other spots. But um, he's he's definitely worth mentioning too. But I just, I think that it, it's best to start Pat. And if he's struggling as he did last year and someone else is playing really well, yeah, you can switch it out. It doesn't have to be a permanent, as whoever your fifth starter is on opening night is who you're going to be the whole, the whole year. No, it's just, I think you start with Pat because he's the most trustworthy, reliable as of right now. And you kind of go from there. I could also see them putting Jay in their closing lineup where they, as you said, kind of move Chris to the three or, or to the two, to the two and then yeah. Chris to the two. And then Jay um, moves into the three. And that's kind of, if, if he's good defensively, I think that's the way you go and you ro- roll that out and you've got four really good defenders out there with Dame. So that's, that's, I think it, ideally as of right now, that would be my ideal like closing lineup in a playoff series right now is if Jay is good like hopefully Jay is good defensively and you can do that um but I don't under I don't like the Marjan thing I don't understand starting him Malik Beasley to me is more of just like a shooter off the bench and yeah that's that's kind of just how I feel I'm not starting Bobby definitely not so I think it's gonna be Pat Connaughton I think we're all just wasting our time with this because I can't see how it's not Pat Connaughton at this point it just feels like the easy that's my guess that's my guess and my pick and my pick but I'm just saying I my pick is based on me not assuming Jay Crowder is going to be that good defensively. Ideally he is, and you can move him into that spot or at least into the closing lineup spot. But based on what we know right now, I think Pat's the best option. Yeah. Like, and that's, yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing that'll be what happens. All right. Uh, let's go to the third topic. And this involves Adrian Griffin and Eric name of the athletic. And if you missed this the other night day, I, I don't know what to tell you. I was hosting all week or still am. I got one more day left. Um, afternoon show on ESPN Memphis. The producer of this show said, hey, what's going on with Adrian Griffin and uh, this Bucks beat writer? And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm doing the show. I don't know what you're talking about. So then he sends me the Eric name and Adrian Griffin interaction. Did you see this the other day? Yeah. You can go look it up yourself. I don't want to sit here and read all of this. But name and, Middleton, name and AG are going back and forth. 
He's trying to get an answer on why Middleton isn't playing after Middleton just told them he was fine. It was the healthiest he's ever been. His body got reset. Let's go. And then Adrian Griffin has said, well, you know, he's not playing and, um, you know, he'll, he'll be okay. You know, we're happy with his progress. And Eric keeps asking, like, okay, is it a new injury? Like, well, what is it? Is it the knee? What's wrong? And then at one point, they're talking about Middleton the whole time. And at one point, Adrian Griffin goes, who? What do you mean who you just had five questions on Chris Middleton and now you come back with who and then he's like he acted like the whole first part of the interview never happened and then went into a completely different way I have some free advice for Adrian Griffin here's your rule Adrian when you come to the media the next time you say this I'm not talking about injuries if they're not playing they're not playing and that's all I'm going to say I'm not telling you who's getting better I'm not telling you who's not getting better I'm simply telling you they didn't practice that's it no, no more, because this whole playing games with the media crap, you can save that. Like, that is just pointless. You're wasting your time. You're wasting the media's time. Just say you're not talking about injuries anymore. I'll tell you who's practicing and who's not, and that's all I'm telling you from now on. Wouldn't that make more, a lot more sense than screwing around, going back and forth, and, and having these guys chase their tail? Because that's exactly what happened. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. At the same time, if he just keeps getting asked the same question, it's like he, he just kind of keeps giving the same answer. I don't know. it. What I, answer I don't did know. he give? When did he answer anything name asked him at any point? He just kept, he kept saying answering he's, something completely different. No, he just kept saying he's he's on the pace with, like he's supposed to be at. He's doing fine. He didn't practice. Like that's it. That's all he said. And then it just was like, well, is he on pace to play? And they're like, he's on the pace that he's. What supposed is to be ailing on. him? Does it have to do with the knee? Just us being smart. Just us not rushing the process. He's doing great. Did he answer that question? No. Is it fair to say the plan is October twenty sixth? Chris will be ready to go. Just day to day, just taking it one day at a time right now. But he's progressing beautifully. We're just being smart right now. Next question. Does this feel like something you're going to have to manage all year? Like, uh, is it a problem that you're going to have to work through other manage all year? What kind of problem? The fact that he's not practicing right now and you're not and you're trying to ramp him up. Who? At that point, I was done. If I, I would have lost my mind had I had been Eric Name. Like, I would not have had the patience to deal with this. At this point, I would have been like, quit playing stupid, man. We've been talking about the same dude for five questions, and now you want to ask me who? It's just an immature, moronic thing to do, period. End of story. It's a first-year head coach that doesn't know how to deal with the media. It's stupid. I don't know. I, I'm not going to – I don't – I think I think it's – obviously, it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I it could have been handled better, but at the same time, it's also just people making a big deal out of a non-story with Chris's knee. Like, And everyone freaks out about every time – like, I knew as soon as I saw that report – which I I knew instantly. I'm like, this isn't anything important. He just had surgery. Like, no crap. They're not gonna rush him in practice and like be pushing in practice. Like, that's common sense. But you know, as soon as people see Chris Milton in practice, it's gonna be, well, why didn't he practice? Oh, is this is this ailing him? Is and it's like, no. Like, the, he's fine. He's just on. He's he's on the he's on pace. Like, he's he's just doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's this a guy coming thing. off surgery. This is the thing. Then you as a coach and your general manager don't say that Middleton and Giannis will be ready to go when training camp starts. You don't make that statement weeks ago and say everybody's good. And then when we get to this point and we get to media but they day, are good. He, you he, don't he, have he, the player. No, he's not practicing. They're not good. Then you don't have the player. You don't think Gian, if you don't, wait, wait, I want to ask. Do you not think Chris is good right now? You don't think Chris is good? If he was good, he'd be playing. What do you want? No, he not? wouldn't. He's just off, he's off surgery. Not, I'll tell you what. Why would you, why would have, you run him back? Why would you, why would you put him in practice if he's, if he's, just off surgery when you don't need to. Nathan, I want to ask you this. Why would you get up on the podium and say, oh, yeah, my body feels great. It's the best it's ever felt. It's like a, I had a reset. I'm ready to go. Because I can't it wait. does. And now the first practice happens and he's not there. And it's like, wait, 
he just got done telling me he felt great and there was no issues. And now you're going to tell it, me but that nothing's it, going on. And not only are you going to tell me nothing's going on, you're not even going to tell me what the problem is. Do we even know if it's the knee? There or is no problem. Or is there something else wrong with him? Because he is never no fessed up to what it was. Why can't both things be true? Why can't he be feeling great? Everything's fine. He's feeling the best he's been. And they're also just being like totally caught like precautionary about it. That like if it's a if it's training camp in uh, on October fifth, we're not going to be pushing Chris super hard because there's Nathan, no point in doing that. Why, why didn't you can't say both that things be ago. true? Can't, why didn't you say that weeks ago, Nathan? Why didn't you say, "Hey, we're going to take him easy going into training camp, and we're going to ease him into it during the exhibition season"? You didn't say that. You said they both were going to be ready to go when training camp started. That's what they both said, the GM and the coach. And now here we are, and they aren't ready to go. And that's an issue. Again, I don't, I don't think Chris saying, isn't ready to go. I think he's just, that's precautionary. I don't think that means he isn't ready to go. I think he's ready to go. And they're just like, there's no point in you going right now. What can, can both things be true? No, they can't. Because if I can walk up the stairs, I'm going to walk up the damn stairs. I'm not going to sit down here for three days and go, I can go, but I'm just going to wait a couple of days. But walking up, I walk the up the stairs is stairs. necessary. Walking up the stairs is necessary. Him practicing no, on October not. 5th. I him practicing on October him practicing on October him practicing on October 5th is not necessary. It's not a oh, well, he really should be out there. It's well, like technically Millie Beasley doesn't good. have to practice on October and, and, 5th either, nor does anybody they, else. They said he did all of his he did everything he did all of his individual stuff. Like he just didn't do five on five. Right. Exactly. Right. Yes. That's that's the cutting part, and that's everything else that goes along with it. I'm not saying he's hurt. All I'm saying is quit playing games. Like, just knock it off. No, I, I like, agree. I agree. You just, I mean, there's no need to come out here and act like a two year old and, and have name chasing his tail running around. And then when he said who, I promise you, Nathan, you've never seen me at a presser. I promise you, media relations would have been, oh no, because I would have lost my mind on this coach. There's no way I would have sat there and continued to ask questions professionally like Eric Name did. I would have lost my cool at that point because I don't like being played around with when you know exactly what the hell I'm asking and you want to sidestep me five times. There's no way. I had one Bucks player back in the day when I used to go to practice all the time, literally avoided talking to me after practice and would wave at me as he walked behind everybody and walked out the door so he wouldn't have to deal with me. Michael Redden, me and him got into it after a practice too at the Cousins Center. I said, why don't you hustle back down to the other end of the court? You're the leader of this basketball team, and you're not hustling. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, funny. Took out my piece of paper, and I gave out the times when he didn't run back down the basket basketball court. Well, I think I hustle all the time. Okay, sounds good. So then the next day, I went on the air. I made it a topic. You know, you know how many people agreed with him? Not a single caller. And I had full phone lines for two hours. Nobody agreed with him. I don't mess around when I go down there and do that stuff. It's been a while. I'm telling you, there is no way I would have dealt with that crap because that is ridiculous to do that because now you said well it's overreaction you're in milwaukee i was doing a show in memphis and we made it a topic because the producer thought it was stupid that it was even a thing and so he's like no we got to talk about this man this is this is too big not to talk about so we did a whole topic on eric name and adrian griffin in memphis tennessee because a knucklehead coach it's just so I'd stupid I just, just say, I'm that, not going to talk about injuries. I'm not going to talk about injuries. And when he comes back to practice, he'll come back to practice. But I'm not talking about this. That's that's it. That's done. We, we move on. If you don't want to talk about it, fine. Don't play I, games. Look, look, I agree. But if he said that, it would get blown up 10 times more. He said, we're not talking about it. Then everyone would be like, what's wrong? Oh, my God. He's hurt. He oh, didn't talk Chris about it. But if he's he, just he saying, you know. He like, never said he, it was the knee. He never said anything. He I know, but I'm just he saying, if he. Him just at least saying, okay, Chris is exactly where, where he's supposed to be at. Like he did say that Chris is exactly where yes, he's supposed he to did. be at. Like Which that is, is at least, that's at least like, okay, he's, he's where he's supposed to be at. Like 
we that's fine, you know. And I'm not saying that that's any any type of information, like super deep information. But it's like if he just came out and said we're not going to talk about Chris not practicing, that's nobody would take that as just like okay, cool, move on. Nobody would do that. It would be oh my god, what are they hiding? What like what's going on? It would blow things up a hundred times more. Now I completely agree. Like I don't enjoy the games. I don't enjoy this. But I also just see this stuff, and I just it's it's not it doesn't have to be this big news thing. It doesn't have to be this big deal. Like. We don't need to see Chris not practicing after he had surgery and he did his individual workouts in October and make it into, why didn't Chris practice today? Hey, where was Chris today? What was Chris? Is he going to play on October 26th? What is going to, it's like, it's fine. They could have stopped all of this themselves. They never had to say he was going to be ready when camp started. They didn't have to say that. They did. So they let us down that path. Then Middleton gets up there and says he's ready to go, and he's never felt better. Middleton didn't get up there and go, yeah, we're going to work me back slowly, and I'm going to get back into this. It'll probably be a a week or so, but I'm good. We just got to get me back up to speed. If he would have said that, that whole interchange never happened. Exchange never happens with Adrian Griffin. Instead, he gets up there acting like he's ready to go play a game tomorrow. That's exactly how he talked the entire time. Never at any point did he say, yeah, we're going to take it slow and make sure, you know, I don't re-aggravate anything or whatever the case may be, why they're taking it so damn slow. And fine, then he says it, but he didn't. They never hinted at the fact that they weren't going to practice when it started either. They've been saying the whole time, these guys were going to be ready and they're not. That's all I'm saying. Like you led up to this, you guys talking did all of this. If they had not said anything all off season about Middleton or Giannis being ready to go. uh, Okay, I guess fine but they are the one that planted the flag in the ground and said, they're good to go. Don't you remember that's, talking about it? Like, Oh man, yeah. dude, they're going to be ready to go. And now we're that's here fair. and they're not ready. And now it's, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Come on. That's that's, that, no, it, it's fair. It's fair to be upset about it. And I, I get it, but I, for me, both things can be true. I think, I think the difference between you and me is, is that I've been in that situation dealing yes. with a coach and I'm, I'm looking at it and, I haven't talked to Eric. I don't know if Eric was mad about it or not. I'm just telling you, me from somebody that's done that, that hacks me off. Like, just tell me you're not going to talk about it and I won't, I'll stop asking. And then making me chase yeah. my tail like that. Oh my God. No, when you no, when he I get said that. who, that would have been it. It would have been on quick. I would have lost my mind. All right. Yeah, my I, heart's beating I get really that. fast I get right that. now because I'm getting all no, pissed off. I, I get that. But my last thing is, like I said before, I, for me, from my perspective, both things can be true in that. Chris is feeling great. Chris is ready to go in that that sense. He's just not going yet because there's not a point for him going yet in their minds. Like that's that's how I'm taking this. Is like he's he's definitely ready to go. I, it, I think he's fine. It's just like why would we push it on October fifth? Like right. that, and I that's don't to me. And to clarify, I don't disagree with what you're saying of why he's not playing or whatever they're doing. That's fine. My issue is the exchange, how it went yeah. down, how it was handled was ridiculous. Uh, all right. He is Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. I'm Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Another edition of Green and Growing in the Books. We'll record another one coming up on Monday. And even if Nathan doesn't watch it, I'll be talking about the first exhibition game for the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, I'm watching, I'm watching it. I'm watching I'm watching it. You're sure? Yeah, I'm yeah, watching the game. I just I just won't be like I'm not going to as as same with summer league. I watch the summer league games, I follow the summer league games, but I'm not going to sit there and like overreact to it well, and take a bunch away from it. Everybody's going to tune in Sunday expecting to see Lillard, Giannis and Middleton and odds are they won't see any of them. That's that's my guess. Yeah. We'll hey, save them for the opener, baby. I want I'm going to the opener, so I want them that to be the, All I got that be the first for the opener, time. huh? Not officially yet, but I will. Oh, you're working on it. All right. If anybody yeah. wants to give Nathan Marzian other tickets, uh, he'll he'll take them off your hands for you. <laughs> uh, follow him at Nathan Marzian. If you follow him, he follows you back. You can DM him. Uh, you can follow me at Sparky Radio. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. Toodles. Toodles.